light come on. Yeah, you know, that light, you know, like the light yeah. came Mentally, on. you gotta be able to say, I can get myself out of any hole. So, welcome back to the podcast. It's your boy K Sloan here with my dog, Jay Jones. Jay, I got it right this time because last time I didn't say my name. You did not say your name, and I don't really understand why, but you did what you did, so it's done. It's done. <laughs> and but, but we got a very special guest today. Cowboy brother here today. Yeah, no, don't look around. You know who it is. You know who it is. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our people, man. Hey, guys, I'm uh, Woody Watson. I live here in Mason, Texas. I have a new app that's out for download right now called iMarket. I played football with Kerry. He was a bad A running back back in the day. And uh, Jarrell JJ was actually my coach. He was a tight end coach up there. And I love these two both. Proud of them. Very proud of them. Thank you for having me, guys. Man, thank you for being here. I think you meant to say old A running back. You know what I mean? That's what I was when I was there, man. I was a, a, a crippled 26, man, trying to drag them knees around. But, uh, man, this dude right here, we had a very special relationship. And then, yeah, you know, Jay Jones, how you how you feeling today, brother? Blessed. Highly favored, like always, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, man. <laughs> Me too. And, you know, I, I was thinking about that, like, bro, like, my daughter, I want to just have a little story time real quick before we get started so y'all can get a little, you know, context of how I'm feeling today. I'm My here. daughter this weekend had a had a basketball tournament, right? Yeah, Jay Jones. I told Jay Jones about this, but Woody, this is your first time. Yeah. We had the basketball tournament. They played three games, three or four games. Now, she's playing in the YMCA right now. So, you know, they went and they were, you know, doing the YMCA thing, traveling, double dribbles, you know, the, the, the hoops lowered, stuff like that. So they signed us up for a tournament and we went to the tournament. It was uh through this private uh private school tournament. I don't know, they just had everybody kind of coming in and you know, we thought it was gonna be similar to the way we're doing with the YMCA, but we got out there, man, and the girls like they they were at least a, a foot taller than cadence and, and and they knew how to run a one three or one three one. They was out there, you know, uh, pivoting, looking like Woodrow out there. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. you know you like the hoop. You like the hoop now. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey! They had some had some girls down there posting up. You know, ripping my daughter. I, it was a character building moment. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there like want to protect my baby, but like I was like, you know what? Let it happen. Let it happen. So they got smoked, right? They got smoked. And then today, I got to have that talk with her. Like, hey, look, like since y'all got beat down like that, you gotta be able to respond. You know what I'm saying? Because she was down on herself a little bit. She's like, Dad, what am I going to, you know, I, I, I don't know basketball, this and that. I'm like, look, just keep playing. That's it. Just keep playing. And why it's so special to me with that contest, bro, is because, like, when we're talking about the program that we came up in, right, in, in college, Hard Simmons, right? Man, that, that play hard. Shout out to Coach B. I, it's like, I, that's the type of stuff that rings in my head. Anytime I have any type of competition um, that come up and I want my daughter to kind of embody that because it's like competition is everywhere, but you got to keep playing. Whether you killing the competition or you, you may be, you know, millions of miles behind, but hey, you got to keep playing. So I, I was like, bro, like, I was like, wow, I get to teach her this in second grade. Like I wasn't playing no competitive sports in second grade. I was like video games, Pokemon, <laughs> color, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling, bro. I was like, yeah, I was like, and then now we got Woodrow on here, so I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But uh, mm -hmm. Jay Jones, talk to him. What's it like right now? How you feeling right now? Having you having your player on here though? This is a coach player relationship right now. He look older yeah. than you. No, no, no. Uh, Woody, I know everybody's gonna hate me saying this sorry other tight ends but Woody was my favorite uh well we had we can't it's like we came in out the bag I know sorry but we we it's like he started playing when I actually started coaching like really started coaching and then we left together it's kind of like it was perfect I knew I was leaving right after his senior year it was it was kind of like that but uh we just had a special relationship I remember texting Woody probably five, six times during the season, like, like seriously, like, love you, man, and, like, love you, too. So it was – it was seriously uh, a great relationship. So. Man, it, it really was. We, we yeah. kind of fed off each other. I was kind of the, the old guy among the – I was actually the oldest guy other than, like, yeah. Jake Seaman. Remember Jake Seaman? Oh, yeah. Jake yeah. <laughs> Seaman. I was the only senior that you had uh, tied right. in one. 
Um, but uh, we, he kind of fed off me. I fed off of him. I taught him some stuff. And he was like, well, hey, why don't you think of it like this? And I was like, oh, well, I've been doing it three years. That's kind of interesting. Let me try that. And it would end up working. But it, it, was, it was a really good relationship that we had. Me and, me and uh, Jay Jones, he was my favorite. Behind Coach B, of course, he was my favorite coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course, these were my favorite men of all time behind my dad. I mean, so so that, that's a big group. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, he going to take that. He going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, man, you know, it's funny you said about Coach B. You know what I'm saying? I always tell people the story, like, when I first talked to him on the phone, because I was a transfer like you, Woody. Uh, I think you came from San Angelo, right? Yeah, I didn't play. I just I, I joined a fraternity and had that part <laughs> of my life, you know, over there. And then I just stroll in July 4th. With Ryan Lewis, I had a little bit of whiskey that day. And I just said, you know, Bob Foreman, I want to play. He just said, sure I do. Yep. So that, the rest was history. Nah, bro, man, that's kind of – I mean, I wish my story was kind of fun fun like that, but mine was a little more unfortunate. <laughs> so I ended up uh, leaving the junior college I was at, Cisco Junior College, you know, pretty much the uh, the butthole of college, junior colleges during that time. So, <laughs> Man, I, I strolled into Abilene, you know, homeless, bro. Like, no money, no nothing. I had no brain, really. I was just trying to figure out where I go play football at. And I knew I had a little bit of ability left. And then Coach V just kind of like, when I talked to him on the phone, it felt like one of those, like, just superior father presences. Like, when he got on the phone, he just had that deep voice. He's like, hey, like, this is uh, Jesse Burleson. And, another, you know, and I was kind of going through his spiel. And I was like, man, this dude feel like, like, I could trust this dude. I don't know why I felt like I just could. And I had trust issues, but I just kind of gravitated towards his persona. Just uh, it's a very uh, highly morally character guy. Like he had a lot of moral character. You could tell through the stuff he was telling me and then kind of the way we went through the process together. He walked me through it, got me set up with Coach Barton at the time. Shout out to Coach Barton. And then Coach Barton got me set up with my financials and they were like monitoring me. And I don't know, that, that program did a lot for me. And Coach B, shout out to him, man. He he definitely mentored me the same way, bro. And I and I I feel like that was the beginning of the man that people see today. Like people always ask me, you know, how did you get to this point? Like, how did you end up, <clears throat> you know, turning the things around for you? Cause you look nothing like this and you know, 10 years ago. And it's just like, you know, mentors, bro. That's what it is. It's mentors. Mentorship is critical. Like, I feel like mentors will change your life because of the exposure like sometimes you never if you don't see it you don't really believe you can be it you know if it's not close enough to you to where you could touch it and you have that example that role model um you don't really see that for yourself you know and, and fighting through that adversity that i was fighting through during that time i needed somebody that's head was kind of above the water you know what i mean i didn't need people down there with me soaking with me telling me that oh yes it's okay that you're down on yourself like i never got that at hardin simmons you know there's the old saying you can't be a p and a c and i think i think you guys know what that means and um i used to hear that a lot you know and it just be something that like i used to i used to be like man like i just can't be soft around these cats like you know like not that i was ever being soft but it was like it was not accepted like it was there was no you're not you're not gonna get a break around here you know but it especially, made me his uh, his story what he did in school you know he was a 4.0 guy he had a full-time job he had kids he had a wife and he was still an all-american uh i don't have enough fingers to go through all the crap he was going through. Uh, and i was complaining you know oh, i got a rib out of place i don't feel like going to class today you know and just bs like that i mean yeah, i said if uh, he could do it uh, so can i so you know i just i just uh pursued or uh, went through it and uh i owe a lot to, to that program i really do absolutely bro and then jay jones what's it like be and i always, i never asked you this like on camera but what was it like working under coach b every day because i mean you was responsible <laughs> for a lot i used to remember i remember coming in there what he used to call y'all <laughs> uh my, uh but hope not uh what was it my my idiot, something like that <laughs> uh, all types of names just Name, whatever name he came up with for that day. But um, working under him, I would say it was tough at first because the expectation is over, like y'all said, it's like 10 feet in the air and I'm only six feet tall. But after he started to trust me a little bit, um, it was fun because you learned so much from him. He was a guru. I mean, he knew step, right step, left step, hand placement, elbow play. He knew everything. So it was kind of like, my first year there, I just tried to shadow him 
because you know I was coaching, but I didn't know. You know, he told me you don't even know the plays. Just go out there, <laughs> shadow me. So that's kind of what I did. So once I learned the uh, playbook and everything, and just got to learn specifics from him, I learned so much more about football. I thought I was good at football and coaching football, but yeah, nah. He taught me so you much. You said it was fun, but what about those days when you go around shouting, I'm about to fire some GAs? Yeah. Um, like I said, it was tough. Those uh, days yeah. were tough. You ain't going to fire me. That was me. That was me. You ain't going to fire me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> knowing, knowing I might be the one to get the action. Right, right. But I sat in this office a lot. And we talked. Like I say, you know how he is on the field and how he is in his office. You know, he's a totally different person. So um, I learned so much, so much from Coach B. Um. And like y'all said, even in the life department, he I was <laughs> I was helping him cut grass and stuff working exactly. for him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, he was big know. on that. He was big on that. He was gonna give you some money. Like he was gonna put money in your pocket through opportunities. Right. And I think that type of mentorship was what was crazy to me. Like it was like he was never short on opportunities. Like right. if you needed something, it was like you felt like you'd go to Coach B. Like it was just and that mentor, that example made it to whereas when you left you feel like you owed somebody else that you know right. like you feel like you you have to give that to somebody else like, that's the standard you know what i'm saying so man yeah my, my favorite story about him though is you know you always hear a lot of coaches say like if you're ever in trouble call me or something like that some along those lines you'll say yeah 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 until you find yourself in a point where you're in trouble i won't say any names but it was you know 4 a.m on a saturday so it was after a win more than likely um there was a player a senior player and he was just like he was off the rails he, he was crazy we maybe i forget what we had to drink i don't know if it was alcohol or not you know wink wink but <laughs> um but he, he just wasn't doing good so you know we're, it's three or four a.m what do we do we call him he lives out in clyde which is about 15 minutes away we call him he answers like the first ring we're like oh crap what do we say we say hey so and so you know he's not doing good can you come yeah where are you send him the address he lives 15 minutes away he's there in about 10 minutes you know yeah. And he, he goes under the room with them. About 10 minutes later, he walks out. He just says, you boys okay? We say, yes, sir. He said, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. And that was it. After that, that was my freshman year, your senior year, Jerry. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I can follow this guy 100%. episode of the podcast here is a, a quick break in the podcast just to talk to you a little bit about health and wealth uh being in that health i mean make sure that you are practicing self-care drinking water daily affirmations telling yourself how great you are practice that meditation make sure you get about 30 minutes in a day it will change your life substantially you want to get to the astronomical thigh power you have to do it through diet, exercise, and just pure focus on what your passions and your true beliefs and who you believe you can become are. Don't ever say yourself short and be the best and the most powerful person you can be every single day. We believe in you, life fam. Illuminate. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the reason why we won that 2015 conference championship for sure. I remember like um <clears throat> I remember going into that UMHB game and I don't mean to get on this whole spiel. This would be like, you know, we try to stay inspired people, but we gotta share this because Woody don't hear it. But uh I remember going into that game, I remember the the amount of uh pressure, I guess, that um, you know, I'm sure that everybody was kind of feeling, but I never felt pressure just because I felt like I loved being my brothers, I love playing, like I was all excited to play. But um I just thought in my head, like, you know. I remember like the, the days, like we had those Thursday practices, the Thursday styles and everybody would come into the locker room. And I just remember like, you know how it used to be like a different feel before UMHB. And I remember in my head, I had a thought come across my head, like, man, like I want coach B to have a special night with his wife tonight. Uh, doesn't happen this game. Like after this game, like I want him to love his wife. Like, man, like we so happy. Like I want, I want, I want us to like, you know, enjoy this because we really just did this. I worked so hard for this. Like, I want I want to just be like with my family. I want to see him with my with his family and just like just enjoying this because he worked so hard for us. You know what I'm saying? Like I I wanted that for him. Like it was weird, but like I felt like I I owed him like some type of happiness because of what he had done for me at that point. And it was it was man. I I was like I would I'd have the wall for that dude. So so I did. But um, let's talk a little bit about something different, right? Because I'm I'm over here 
gushing over this mentor I had. But Woody, let's talk about our market, man. Our market. Tell me a little bit about that. So what, what you got going on well, with that new business that you that you and your father, right, are into together? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm I'm Woody. He's John, uh John Watson. So when you download it, you'll see his name pop up on it. So I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I even got the shirt or it's over here. I'm watching myself in there. So it's right here, you know, I mark it. But uh, so what it is, is it's a it's a way for us to get better quality groceries from our favorite restaurants. Um, we'll we'll be able to cook just like those restaurants do. I mean, we we go to Texas Roadhouse. We love the steaks. Well, soon enough, you'll be able to get those steaks uh, right at your right at your right on your grill on Saturday, Sunday, hey, even Wednesday, whatever you want to do. Um, so it started out, uh, my dad, he sells food for a living. Uh, he works for performance food group. He's a salesman for them. So we were just uh, thinking one day, well, why can't me and you uh, buy these? Uh, I forget what it was. I don't even remember what food it was. Maybe it was shrimp or something. But uh, we said, why can't everybody buy this stuff from from uh, like Willow Creek, a, a restaurant right down the road from me? And he said, well, that's kind of an interesting concept. And that was about two years ago. And here we are today. Uh, the app is fully developed. It's fully functional currently as of a month ago. And uh, right now we're just trying to spread like COVID. Oh, can I say that? <laughs> no, you can't. Woody. No, you can't say that. No, I'm just playing. I'm just, playing. Right. I'm just <laughs> trying to spread right now. But, uh, but it's a good concept and we just need to, we have an app for the market. We just need a market for the app right now. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess my main question is with the, with the app, right? What does it take to start an app? Like, what, what is the first step I need to do? I have a business. I have a plan. I want an app. What do I do? Where do I go? Man, you can go really anywhere with it. Uh, any major city, really. You just need to. Uh, what we what we really did is we're we're not. My dad's a country guy, but you know, I'm I'm kind of a little well more versed uh, techno technology i can't even say the word technical mm -hmm. technologically wise you know right. whatever you want to say but uh, i literally googled the uh, app developer and uh, we, we found a couple of different ones there was a couple out of california we were considering and a couple out of austin we were considering but they were just like asking for for me to chop off this arm right here and uh, mail it you know, first class of course so we'd have to pay first for class. this <laughs> we'd have to pay for the shipping too but uh so we ended up going with a, a developer out of india and they're very well regarded over there they're called code brew and uh so it really just comes down to your preference on spending or on a uh, budget wise and uh find the one that's the right fit for you they, they've done a bunch of stuff like jungle works and and a few others but uh they, they're they're really nice that's cool okay. i never knew that it was that some of them with vision about what you want and then just go from there wow be a light app coming soon yeah there you have there to. You be hey I, I know an app developer i'll send them your way all right there we go there we go yeah because i you know i know that um <clears throat> talking about what you just said i know a lot of times when we're talking about like you know the the apps and uh working with uh vendors uh good vendors a lot of times i hear working out of the states is probably the best way to go um, I've heard that a lot, actually, because I know um, I know I got a couple of friends that have done, you know, businesses with uh, clothing and they like to go, you know, out to like India or China or, you know, they like to kind of get away from here. And I, don't, I don't know why. I guess we get taxed here. Like you said, you know, they, they kind of want their money here. You know, they know everybody's trying to do it right. Everybody's trying to do it. So they're trying to get that money out of you. That supply and demand. But um. No, 100. We, we haven't had any problems. They're out of Bangladesh or not Bangladesh, uh, India. I forget. It starts with a B, but uh, they're out of India. No language barrier, no nothing. They're extremely helpful. They they talk to me like that, even though it's you know five in the morning over there and it's two in the afternoon over here. They're they're still right on their phones, ready to talk to me. They they were they were really good to us. Mm. So that's that customer service. Mm -hmm. The customer service that's critical. How do y'all and I got another question too? I let Jay Jones go, but how, how do y'all go about that part of it? Like, if somebody's having issues, like, okay, let's say I downloaded my app right and I'm, I'm having issues, I can't get my food when I need to, or things like that, or maybe some type of hiccup happens. What, what, what's the process with that? And how have y'all set that up, like, as far as uh, customer services, uh, you know, concern? So as far as like someone getting their food, it might be better for me to explain really quick how it works. Um, so really, it comes up as a geofencing once you open up the app. It shows you what restaurants are using the app right now. As soon as you click on them, 
say, you know, uh, you're in Mason, Texas, which I don't know, there's only about 500 of us over here. I don't know if y'all would be, but in case y'all did, you click on Willow Creek, which is kind of our mothership uh, um, restaurant, which is where we ran all sorts of tests, all sorts of, you know, uh, making sure money's in the right place as far as you and the restaurant and even us. Um, that's where we ran all of those tests and everything so we could get everything ironed out for our uh, grand release and, and letting people know that, hey, we are ready right now. But uh, you would pull up, you'd click on the restaurant and it would show you their full menu, what, what all they have. So right now at Willow Creek, they have uh, individually packaged salmon, uh, eight ounces for five bucks each. They have uh, Gulf Coast shrimp, two and a half pounds for 25 bucks. They got awesome ribeyes. They have right bacon for only $5 a pound where it's only $10 at HEB, you know, so you're kind of cutting that in half. So you click on quantity, however much you want. You pay through the app. You put your credit card information. All you do is you'd go to Willow Creek or wherever is in your area that's using it. And you'd say, hey, my name is so-and-so. I have a pickup through iMarket. They'd say, okay, hand your groceries and you're off on your merry way. You don't got to go to HEB, you know, and worry about getting uh, contaminated or anything like that. You've got to wait in lines. You don't got to stroll through that cereal aisle and, mm. and get those puffs that I always can't say no to. <laughs> or, uh, or man, what are you getting? Cocoa today. Puffs. I'm getting off brand, brother. I'm getting off brand. Uh, off brand. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Cocoa Pebbles guy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, see that. See, I get the uh, <laughs> the Coke, the Cocoa uh, Thrashers, you know what I'm saying? Like the Cocoa Thrashers, you know, the one you ain't seen yet. I don't think I've seen <laughs> those. Yeah, it's in the bag, it's in the big bag. You don't get the, the big bag, thrashers. yeah, the big bags, yeah, the thir- yeah. Oh. 30% more. You get thirty percent more. Thirty percent more sugar. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. This potato's not me. It's it's a really cool concept. You know, you, you don't have to stand in those lines or, or anything like that. You pay through the app. You go to the restaurant. You and even if you're even if the restaurant offers curbside pickup, they'll bring it out to you, and that's it. You go home and cook it. Man, convenient. Yes, sir. That's what we're all about, man. You know what? The name of the game in 2021. Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's crazy, though? It, it, that's always going to be the name of the game, though, right? Because, you know, people don't want to get off their butts and, and do, you know, extra steps and things like that, especially not now. Like, everything's yeah. getting so much quicker. Everything's technical. Everything is at the snap of your fingers. You get it. So, man, Woody, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this. It's, you're in business with your pops, which is awesome. Another guy that's in business with his family members, this one right here. You know, he got a business going with his brother. Yeah, yeah, he got a business going with his brother. So, I mean, how is that working with your dad? Like, is that is that is it is that is it is it cool? Is it is I mean, not is it cool? Obviously, it's cool, right? You know, like his dad, his dad's cool. His dad, <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like your dad's. I feel like I heard a lot of good things about your dad. But um, like, what's it like working with pops, man? Like, what's that like? Jay Jones is right. He is cool. Uh, I like to think of myself as a cool guy, so I guess that's where I get it from. I got his ugliness, though, this big old nose and this receding hairline. Oh, man. Also, but, uh, man, it's cool. You know, it's weird dealing with your dads because, you know, you're always that little kid still thinking he's going to whoop out the belt if you screw up. So you yep. really don't want um, But But it's really cool. He's one of the smartest men I've ever met. Um, and, and he's the man I respect the most. So I, I owe a lot to him. We all owe a lot to our fathers, but, uh, but working with him is a different thing, but, uh, he, he's extremely knowledgeable, especially in the food business. He's been in the food business for 25 years. So, uh, if there's one person to trust in this, it, it's, it'd be him. Uh, but, but it, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty rewarding. We, we've gotten pretty close from it. Closer. No, I believe it, man. It's business, man. Hey, I don't see how it wouldn't get closer. I mean, y'all, y'all going through the storm together now. I mean, now, I mean, that's. I, I want to, I want to kind of touch on something with the both of y'all. I guess when talking about that, we're kind of just, where's the motivation behind starting, right? Like we're gonna talk about this every single podcast I do because I want, I got big plans, but I want to know what was the motivation behind starting. Why did you say like, okay, this is what we need to do? Like in Jay Jones, I want I want you to kind of touch on that first because I know you recently have done this. So what was the motivation behind like, you know, just like, okay, we need something for us. Like what where did that come from? Like um, so I was in Montana, what that was 2019. Yeah. So in 2019, I called my brother and we had been planning on starting a business since I was about probably 2015. So in 2019, I told him, Hey, I'm done talking. Like we, we by 2020, 2021, we need to have an LLC. 
and we need to be doing something, you know, because I was just tired of saying, we kept saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to start a business. We're going to start a business. So I just, I really got tired of saying it, you know, it was time to put it into action. And um, really before COVID, not going to lie, I said, we need to start getting, buying box, box trucks and just delivering stuff. And this was in November of 2019. You know, this COVID stuff didn't start happening until like March of last year. So um, technically, if we would have started, <laughs> when I said it, you know, if we would have just put it into action, we probably could have made a lot more money because deliveries are kind of the way to go right now. It's kind of like what everybody's using. But um, it's just something we've been saying. We wanted generational wealth. We, we, we kind of don't want to work for people anymore. It's, you know, you kind of want to, at some point in your life, you want to be sitting on a yacht, typing into your computer, just watching numbers grow. You know, you don't want to be, oh, it's eight in the morning. I got to, you know, yeah. so motivation really is to, I mean, I don't really care about being rich. I care about uh, living life. It's more about living life. I want to travel. I want to kind of do some stuff I want to do instead of asking my job, writing a PTO form, you know, can I get tomorrow off? You know, I just want to, hey. I made enough money this year and, you know, my, my job can thrive without me even there. I'm in Africa. I'm in Dubai. I'm somewhere and my job's still going. So I'm, I'm just not the person to just work for somebody for the rest of my life. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm built different. It's a different motivation. So that's that's what passive, that passive income, that passive income. Yep, yep. And, then, and then Woody, which, what, what's the motivation behind what y'all, y'all had going on over there? Man. Well, when you talk to me and my dad, you, you'll get a feeling that, that we care about you as a person um, when you really get to know us. So we really care about people. Um, one of the things my dad wants to do once we get really grown is start a, a boys ranch over here in Mason and a boys ranch, meaning he'll take underprivileged kids uh, and he'll, he'll just have a place for them to stay, a place for them to work, make money, live. So we, we came at this thing from the most non-selfish way possible. We didn't care about the money part. I'm not saying Jay Jones's was selfish at all. Hell no, I don't want to work for anybody either. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all, but we, we came out to this with helping people and making sure they get the good food that they need to instead of going, you know, going to the grocery store, getting five Snickers bars for, or some, you know, snow cones, whatever, whatever the heck they get. We want people to pay less for groceries. We want them to be, have the convenience of just going to their favorite restaurant that they know and they trust and just getting whatever they want, whatever, whatever their restaurant is willing to offer. We, we really came at this thing thinking not selfish that that was the first thing that we said, like this could really help people. Not, not necessarily this could help us. This could really help people. Of course, you know, we're out for that green too, but uh, <laughs> we really came at this thing thinking of everybody else and even restaurants, because this was at a time we started this about a year and a half ago. And since, you know, Blue Apron and HelloFresh have really been starting and really been kicking off, uh, you talked about that, uh, that I need it right now. I need it right now. Um, the restaurants have just been going down. So this is just another way for them to make more money and, and keep the doors open. We, we were wanting to be ready sometime around March. What happened around March last year, Jay Jones? Um, that's when the corona, well, when the, I guess when we figured out the corona stuff was going on, I guess it had been going on, we figured it out. We got it right there, and it hit <laughs> India really bad, so we got postponed till about August, September. That's when we it was functional, and that's when we really started our testing. So if we would have been ready about then, maybe it would have been good, but hey, here we are now. It's to our advantage, and uh, when we're using it, uh, we're using that motivation right now. Yeah, I love, it. I love that. I love that. You know what? And that's kind of reminiscent makes me think of you know why we started the podcast as well just talking about feeling that need man you know you kind of see that you really want to help people and i think when you get that itch to help people you start to grind your gears and how to get that done you know because everybody's way of helping people will be different and i think that's the beauty in business that's done the right way is because that's when you see their business actually helping people is actually giving people something and sometimes i think um, you know, certain businesses that do things that aren't necessarily, you know, everybody don't highly esteem, but if they're helping people out, then they, I think you're in the right spot. You know, yeah. I think that there's yeah. a spot for everybody. And I mean, people are going to spend their money anyway. So why not have to spend money with you doing what you love to help people doing, you know, so that's what I love about it. Love seeing uh, my brothers kind of getting going with the entrepreneurial spirit, working together. Uh, cohesion, man, versus competition is something that we really need more so than ever now. 
Um, just the collective units, I'm saying it, it, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. But uh, and, and to piggyback off what Woody said just a little bit, um, I uh, I'm proud of you. I'm really, I'm so proud of you, Woody. I mean, I've, I guess I've been knowing you since you were what, 20, what were you, 22 ish, 21 ish. Young little yeah. guy, yeah. Young, yeah. young man, young man, young man. So uh, just seeing you do this, it like it makes me smile. I'm so proud of you. I just wanted to tell you that. Uh, Woody's and, always been old, bro. Like, I know. Act like Woody's ever been young. Why did I? Why did I wake up randomly? I guess when he, when I knew he was gonna be on the podcast, and I thought about Techno Fridays and just stuff you used to do in the locker room. We're not gonna say everything. <laughs> Don't speak on that stuff on the podcast. I don't know who listens to this thing. Don't incriminate me, JJ. <laughs> That's it. Hey. That's all I'm gonna say. But no, I'm proud of you, man. Like I, I, I hope big, 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 big things, uh, many zeros after that first number, and I hope y'all help many people. You know, that's huge. That's huge. Appreciate you and love you, big guy. Love Always you. have. Always. All right. I want to kind of pivot um, and talk I about hug. You. Green. Yeah, yeah. What'd you say? Not kiss you through the phone. I want to hug you through the screen right here, you know? Oh, man, all the love. All the love. It's something about that light, man. Something about that light. Jay Jones got it going. You're but my like, favorite dude ever, man. Love y'all. I appreciate it, bro. But you know what? Let's pivot and talk about this. And I, and I think this is something that we all can kind of attest to. We can all pull from. And I want to know, man, what what's one, one quality, value, principle that you feel like you got from the program that we were all a part of, um, what is one thing that you feel like has stuck with you the most since, um, you know, since being in the program, now we're all removed from it, right? Uh, Hard Simmons football, shout out to them. Um, there's a lot of different principles um, that have kind of stood the test of time in regards to anybody that's been a part of it. And uh, it's kind of really shown that they teach the game of life through the game of football, you know? And um, I think that, the goal in, in this, I'll talk about this first. I think the goal in life to me right now, and this is what I keep telling myself, keep telling myself is build connections, build connections, build connections, like connections with people, connection with things, connection with ideas. Like everything's related somehow. You have to find a way to find that connective tissue and get things to make sense for you. And I think um, sometimes like right now I'm big on quotes because I believe when people say things, it, it, it's coming from somewhere. Like, I don't think people just say things to say things. Like, it's like, if you said something was, you know, this is an amazing experience, there's a reason why, and there's something that's tied to that that I have to explore to kind of build that connection in my own life to feel the same type of ama amazing experience. So what type of um, principle or value do y'all feel like y'all took from that program, man, that's kind of stayed with you and has been able to connect in different areas of your life? I'll, and I'll let either one of y'all take that. You want JJ? I'll go first. And you've already said it, Woody. It's to our advantage. I've uh, uh, it's like <laughs> when people complain about something, like when something happens, you know, when you have a plan, and like we always say, somebody throws a wrench at it, somebody throws a curveball when you thought it was a fastball. Um, it's to our advantage. I'm not gonna complain about it. I'm just gonna keep moving. It's it it, it makes me, it, it puts me ahead of other people sometimes. It's like, like at my job right now, I'm doing counseling and I'm I'm helping others right now, and uh. You know, sometimes other people can complain about a situation, and I'm just like, we got to get through it. Let's just let's keep moving. You know, so I think that's one of the biggest things I took from Harden Simmons. Uh, I just don't really let anything get me down. Like like Carrie, I told you, or you experienced this yesterday, but a couple months ago, I woke up and my tire was flat, and it's just like, how am I gonna fix it? You know, I can't really if I just stand there and scream <laughs> and kick the tire. I mean, it doesn't get anything done. So it's like. What's next? How can I fix this? How can Boy. I? Fix this? It's, too, it's to my advantage. I get a day off, and maybe yeah. I'll get something done. You know, so. Yeah. Man, what stuck with me? Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Water is life. Water is me. <laughs> everything. everything. But uh, I, I would, I'd have to say, perseverance. Really. Um, there, there was days like senior year where I was just not feeling it. And Carrie was there and I got to see him doing that. And I was like, man, how does he, how does he feel that bad? And then I got to that <laughs> point. And I was like, oh, okay. That's why that's Carrie, he would be on the bike before every practice. He would be in the ice bath after every practice. And that's where we had our good talks just about, you know, music life, you know, his, his kid, how she's doing, you know, is she going to be a baller? Turns out she is, or, or she's going through a little, uh, 
a little rough patch right now, but she'll learn how to spin. She'll learn how to, you know, use that elbow, which I had to do. I was a six <laughs> foot, and, you know, about, a, you know, in, a, in a, you know, six foot eight at least post game. So, you know, I had, to, I, had to, I had to finagle a little bit, you know, hey, um, be a little tricky. But perseverance, I would say, was the biggest thing. Uh, it, it didn't teach me just, you know, persevere through hard stuff, just the little things in life. You know, I, I work out every day. It's it's gotten a, to be a really good routine. And when I'm doing some really hard stuff, I I, I use a little thing that uh, Coach B taught me when he was – I forget, he was curling. And he was over there. We were working out. You know, he'd always go in there and kind of flex on us when we were working out on those oh, Sunday wait. workouts. Oh, he was, he was curling. And it seemed like, you know, we, we'd been through three stations and he was still curling. And I said, how many are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just counting by fives. So okay. Like, so I was like, all right. So I've started doing that. You know, I'll have 60 or something or something like that. I'll count in fives and it's done like that. Uh, that's just a small uh, instance, but I, I, I think it's kind of a cool concept. You know, just, just take it day by day. Uh, one practice at a time, one day at a time, one meeting at a time, whatever you've got. Um, I'd say perseverance was kind of what, uh, hell on me other than you know the great friendships and other lessons that i could talk to you about for the next about 18 hours or so but y'all <laughs> nah, no doubt no doubt brother and i, I agree for real because uh <clears throat> the perseverance part yeah that was big man you know that was what the program was built on i feel like it's just everybody's gone through something i mean it's a d3 program just to give everybody background so we paying for school most of the players are undersized under recruited um, you know, hard workers. I mean, you got to be blue collar to, you know, succeed. I mean, you're not going to just be some dude that's just like, you know, God giving and show up and everything will work out for you because the program is not really built like that. It wasn't built like that. It was built for you to work. And, um, man, I, um, the value, man, I took from it, man, was, uh, I always remember he used to say, and this used to always ring in my head. It still does when things get like really hard for me was when he used to say, lean on your brother like lean on your brother lean on your brother you know i remember like though every time i remember those words being said it was always like when i was like really really hurting like it was like my knees would be like aching i'd be swollen I'm like, man i'm like i ain't trying to like i just just be it would be a lot going on in my mind there was always that point where and i and i know this is when i thought about it the most is because those points when i was ready to quit like legit like you know i'm gonna keep it a buck like i used to be ready to quit on certain things and it's just that's just real. Like, I think if you're not pushing yourself to exhaustion in life, whatever you're doing, then you're kidding yourself. Like, you'll never get better at what you're doing. So you should have the reality of, man, like, I almost quit today. Like, so those days, I remember I used to lean on my brother in the sense of, man, he feels just like me. Like, he feels just like me right now. Like, I could see that his, he actually feels worse than me. I'm looking at his face and he does not look like doing too good. So it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm pick my head. I'm gonna pick my head up. I'm gonna stand here and I'm gonna fake it till I make it. Like y'all not gonna see me over here keyed over like I'm done for. Like you're gonna see me with my head held high, my chest out, like I'm good. You know, so you can believe that you're good. What's up, Willie? Where I'd uh, where I'd bring you more ice when you're in the ice bath. Oh man, yeah, I remember those days, man. I remember those days. Yeah, Woody just throw it in there. More care. Yeah, Woody just throw it in there. I used to ice in the morning and in the afternoon, man. It was like I was, yeah, I was hurt, but it was all about the brotherhood. It was all about, you know, I used to think about my brother. I mean, my brothers, I think about my daughter. I would think about my family. I would think about, you know, what what am I trying to do? Like, what is the overall, you know, what is the overreaching goal here? Like, why am I here? And that was something right. I constantly was thinking about. Why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here? And that was why leaning on my brother was so important to me because I'm not going to quit on y'all. So that's why I'm here because I'm not going to quit on you. And I think that's something I've taken into my life, bro. It's just like I'm not quitting on people that depend on me. Like if you, if you depend on me, I will not quit on you, period. Mm -hmm. Like I don't care how hard this gets. I'm going to figure out a way for you because I know I will run out of steam here. And then – um Rolling into the whole faith thing, Jay Jones had a little something about faith he wanted to talk about, so I let him kind of. Oh no, it was just uh, basically kind of how Hardy Simmons. Uh, it wasn't, you know, we wasn't out there preaching to each other or anything, but I was just thinking about how uh, Woody, Carrie, y'all some great dudes in my eyes, but how y'all's faith kind of just um, contributed to 
your success so far in life? I mean, I'm not saying we're all the way, we're not, you know, millionaires yet, but, you know, I, I would say that we're successful. So, like, uh, I know a lot of people get to a point to where stuff gets hard, kind of how we talked about, and kind of kind of how Carrie just said, you have to lean on something. And uh, me, you know, I, I'm religious. Not really religious, I'm spiritual. So um, just how I, 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 when I get low, when I get down, I just, I pray or uh, I talk to God. So I'm just going to see, like, when y'all, you know, get low, when y'all get tired, when you don't want to get up in the morning, you know, how's that faith in whatever you believe in made you a better person or helped you get up or helped you finish the job? So this story, you know, story time with that. Mm. Terry? Well, you know what? We're talking about that faith, man. Um, Specifically, we're talking about faith, bro. I feel like a lot of times I, I, I do what I like to do as much as I can do it. So I feel like the reason why I say that first is because the more that I do things I like to do, I kind of get those feel good feelings flowing in my body. So no matter how small it gets, I try my best to fill my day up with those things now because I've been overstressed from just working my butt off and not doing things I like to do. And um, self-care is real. You know, Jay Jones, Mr. Self-Care himself, he knows about that. <laughs> And, um, you know, as a grinder, as a hammer, as Jay Jones has called me before, like I'll work myself down to the, the, the bottom of the middle on the pencil. You know what I mean? Like, I, and then say, like, you know, I'm trying to do this for my family, do this, do this, do that. But it's like, if you really want to be, you know, giving yourself the best chance to use your faith to benefit you, I feel like you have to be able to um, separate your life in work and play, you know, enjoy life, enjoy the small things like. I, I try my best to like be thankful. Like, man, like I thank God for breath. Like I thank God for this, this home I have. I thank God for the opportunity to be a dad, like just real small stuff that, you know, every day I may not be thinking about those affirmations. Um, I practice those a lot now, you know, not, not try to be corny with it, but just try to keep it practical for me. Like, yeah, like, like I do have a lot, like appreciation and gratitude. It'll give you more energy than anything else in this world. Like that, that leads to true love. And then when you love, then now you can have legit faith. Like now when you got that love going, then now God's working through you. And then we don't try not to preach on this podcast. We try to respect our race, religions, you know, all views. But I mean, that's what faith is. Faith is a strong, it's, it's a belief, like no matter what, like it's unshakable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so uh, Woody, I'll let you kind of add into that. Absolutely, man. I'm not the most religious person either, but I am spiritual as well. Um, but but what I firmly believe in is just humankind. And I know everything everybody says, oh, I hate this generation. I hate this generation. I've said it before myself, yeah. but I, I firmly believe in being the best person that I can be. You know, control what you can control. Uh, we've heard that a time or two. And I guess I should have said that one uh, when we were talking about what we took the most. But uh, if I can make one person laugh or make one person's day uh, in a day, then that's a great day. If, yeah. if, I, if I can make someone just purely smile. And, uh, you know, I, I did it a while ago. They didn't see it when the cameras were off what we were talking about. But, uh, but I, I, you know, it's been a great day today. So I, I take that in day in, day out. Uh, if I can just call somebody, you know, if I can just reach out, say, hey, man, I love you. Hope you're doing great. That, that's, that's my biggest thing, personally. That's what about you, Jay Jones? I was gonna tell a story. Uh, I had a kid. I took on. He said uh, he just he, he said he was having a bad. His life was bad. He's like, oh man, life is terrible. I just don't like living life right now. And uh, Carrie, kind of how you talked about just how you, I told him. I said, well, the first thing, you, you're blessed. And he was like, how? I said, we're talking right now. You're breathing. He yeah. was like, so I took him up a street. It's a street in Fort Worth. Lank, it's, it's Lancaster. Um, it's about 100 homeless people out there. So I just rolled him up and down the street and I was like, hey, you're blessed. I said, you have a roof over your head. So, I mean, that's just the first two things I thought. We went through 10 things in probably 30 minutes that he counted that he was like, man, I eat every day. I did. And he just kept, and it got to like 10 and he just sat there and shook his head and he was like, you know, like, life's all right, you know? Yeah. I am blessed. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people doing a lot worse than you. So don't ever say that, like, you know, life is terrible. Like, you, you know, I can't get through this. I can, you know, so I, I, I just think kind of like what he said, I like to help others, make other people smile, yeah. kind of help people realize that, hey, you know, <laughs> you are blessed. You know, you, you, you're here. Yeah, you're the worst day ever and you make someone else's day, it's, you, you feel good. 
Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the easiest way out of the sewer, man. It's just to kind of, you know, help somebody below you, which is ironic. You know, you wouldn't think that, you know, stooping down would lift you, but that's really what happens. It's like a bull, it's like a buoy system. Like it's like you do that and then you you rise up a little bit and you're it's like it helps your psyche, man. It helps your energy. And I think a lot of time when we lose faith, like when we start to really get away from, you know, believing in, you know, whatever our purpose is, our passions and things like that, it's because we misalign. You know, I've heard it explained that um, you have too many data points, right? You got too many data points. You're looking at too many different things. You need to focus. You got to center. You got to make it simple. You know, the once you make your life a little more simple, then you'll get back to where your faith is a lot stronger. But once you spread out so much over all these data points, it's hard to really believe because you don't even know what you're looking at. You're all over the place. And, um, you know, I, 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 one thing I would say, you know, and that brother that you're talking about, Jay Jones, I don't know um, if he was black or not, but you should also told him that your descendant is a slave. <laughs> like your descendants were slaves. Like they, they were religious slaves. So you're not that. And I know that was something that, I, I thought about um, over the last couple of years because I was like, man, like that could have been me. <laughs> I could have been in some cotton field, you know what I'm saying? Just struggling like that, trying to figure out. I couldn't have read or, you know, couldn't have been able to read or nothing. So it's like, I'm blessed. I have an education. I have a master's degree. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, I'm, my my ancestors is looking at me smiling from that, from that side of it. So I got to be able to kind of take this to the next level, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I think it's important, man, with that faith, dog. It's just like you just gotta you gotta hold on to them little things, man. This is life that you know, we get portrayed all of this glamorous stuff on social media, right? We 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 get on there and it's just like these people are living just wonderful lives on a camera, but in reality, we don't know what you know life they're living. Like we have no idea. We gotta make sure we just stay on our own path, on our own journey, and create what we need to create for our own families and friends and things like that so i think that kind of plays a role in that as well you lose faith sometimes just it's just to me it's a lack of focus it's a lack of focus it takes a lot of faith to start a business so uh <laughs> yeah you gotta step out on the limb you really do i mean it takes money that you might not get back you know if, if the business <laughs> if it doesn't thrive you, you invest in something that you know kind of crash and you're like hey but the thing is you learn from it that's the biggest thing and everything in life, man. Even if it doesn't work out like you want it to work out, you learn something from it. You do it again. You do it better. You ace it the next time. So. I got two of my business guys on here right now. Y'all, oh, sorry, I got the feedback. But y'all my two business guys. I've heard they explain that there's entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs. You ever heard that before? What's no, an entrepreneur? He inches right. towards. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Okay. So this is what I heard. I heard that. Uh, an entrepreneur is somebody that puts their own money up, and an entrepreneur is somebody that doesn't. They do the same things, right? They say every business has people inside of the business that do things like an entrepreneur. They work like an entrepreneur because they have that autonomy within their position in that you know organization. And then you have the entrepreneur who put their money up, and they do the same things. It's just that the entrepreneur doesn't take the risk of losing the money. That's the difference. And they say that if you're not if you're not able to be an entrepreneur, then you probably want to kind of hold off on putting your money up. Because once you put your money up, then now that's that's the risk part of it, right? That's the risk you guys know. Like when you buy and supply, I mean, me and Jay Jones, we just uh put some money up recently. So it, it's kind of like you, you jump off the porch there, right? And the entrepreneur, whoever is working in that organization that's not necessarily putting their money up, they can, you know, work just as hard do all the duties just at the end of the day they didn't put any money in so they don't have that i don't know if y'all never heard it before so that, that's what i that's what uh, i heard the other day actually heard it on clubhouse shout out to clubhouse what do you need to get on clubhouse brother what's best, that best app oh oh Woody, oh here we go. He's, hey, he's recruiting again Come he's on. the nick saban he's the nick saban of clubhouse. <laughs> Hey, Clubhouse cut me a check. Anyway, so Clubhouse is pretty much um, a social media platform where they start a room. Like somebody will start a room. There'll be moderators and they have people in the crowd. It could be, I've I've been in rooms up to 6,000 people, man. And you could just listen to just conversations about, you know, different topics, whether it be real estate, uh, entrepreneurship, um, sports. It could be even something even goofy. Like they have some weird little rooms on there, but 
um, it's really a good platform to kind of get in those rooms uh, and network, man. It's, it's, I think you should get into it. Like you should definitely <clears throat> being more tech savvy than your pops. You should definitely get on there, just kind of just you know rub some shoulders and you know it, it's a good it's a good place to be. I, I, I'm a fan right now. I listen to Clubhouse at least once a day. Right now, it's yeah. a lot of good information. So we'll start rooms. Me and Jay Jones, you'll probably be in the rooms too. We're gonna all get some rooms going, and yeah, Clubhouse is 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 definitely the the wave moving forward for sure. I need I need I have a question about the entrepreneurship. Entre- entrepreneurs. So you say they don't they don't put up any money? No, like so. Okay, let me give you an example. So yeah, you got John, you got Betty, right? Right. <laughs> John and Betty, and uh, let's say Betty is the entrepreneur, or sorry, the entrepreneur. Betty's mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. Shout out to Women's Day, International Women's Day today. So Betty's the entrepreneur. She's doing her thing. So Betty's putting up all of this money to get the business going, right? Mm-hmm. She got she got the uh, she got the site, you know, the brick and mortar store. She uh, she pays all the employees, things like that. Uh, but then the entrepreneur, which is John, right? That's his name, John. Yeah, John. John, John is um, running all of the operations in in house, right? He's like he's like the right hand to Betty. He does everything. He almost would do Betty's job when she's not available, but she but he but she puts no. I'm sorry, he puts no money up. That's it. They could they're interchangeable. So she's so, a, that's she's that's his partner. Well, that's John is Betty's partner. Yes, John so, John is Betty basically in the responsibilities. Like like John has worked himself to the point where he could literally run the business. Like he knows everything in and out. She doesn't put any money up. And they so say, does he, get, she, does he get paid the same money that Betty gets? That's well, the part. Well, that Betty, I, pays, and that's, Betty, Betty pays John. Exactly. So why not be the, whatever. Why not be it? Because it's the risk. Everybody's not, everybody's not risk takers. And that's, that's the thing. That's what they were saying. It's like, everybody's not willing to take certain risks, you know, just like investing. Right, right, right. And like some yeah. people are aggressive investors and some people are more conservative. It's just like, it's, <laughs> different way can i share go, go ahead, ahead go ahead Woody. go ahead i've seen the dark knight rises the batman movie yeah yes. yeah yeah the one where bane bane's with him yes okay so when he was trying to get out of that cave when he had that rope around him and he was doing the first one he was an entrepreneur he didn't have any money in you know that's kind of how i took it is, is, uh-huh. is he wasn't all the way in you know he had a safe route you know he didn't spend any money he would have been fine if he didn't make it it wasn't until he took the rope off and all the risk was there. He could have died. That's when he was an entrepreneur. He had all of his money invested. He had this invested, you know, so it was either that or fall. That's the fact. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great one. Exactly. That's a great analogy. <laughs> hey, that was, that was beautiful, brother. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Exactly. Okay. I didn't get it at first because I was like, I want to be, I mean, I, I, was, I, I would want to be John. I mean, Betty, because I would want to pay John. Sure, yeah. But okay, I'm a risk taker. I'm a risk taker. Exactly. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody's not like that though, man. I know like, man, I I'm personally a risk taker myself, which is kind of bitten me in the butt. That's why I know I know that's where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be, you know, doing this type of stuff. But my mother, who's very responsible, very responsible, punctual, driven, ambitious. She ain't taking some of them risks I'm taking. She's like, right. she's like, what are you doing? She's like, like, will go crazy on me. And it's like, mom, like, it's gonna be all right. Like, it's good. Like, but she's just like, she wants to make sure that rope is still there. Like, she needs that rope because if that rope's not there, I'm going to die. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, mom, it's good. It's cool. It's like, it's good. No, she's, you know. And I think that that's just, you know, knowing yourself. But they mm-hmm. have like, um, what what are they? Uh, personality tests mm-hmm. that you can take. And you'll see, you know, whether you have a certain personality type that may be um, a little more led to a certain type of profession or a role within your organization. So that's why a lot of times these businesses do make you take personality tests. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's a real thing, man. Some people some people not trying to do all that, man. They ain't trying to put all their money up and go broke. You, well, you, you don't ever put all your money up. You put... Uh... Oh, I don't ever put all my money. Let's go. <laughs> I put a percentage. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about the numbers. I I know I heard uh I, recently I've been listening to the Grant Cardone. Boy, he 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 definitely to put all his money up. He he talks about it openly. <laughs> I'll be like, whoo, going to debt. But hey, the tech, 
it it takes that though, man. It takes a it takes a person that's gonna be able to, you know, go all in and and some sometimes to be able to take an organization to the next level. And that's not everybody. Can't be a toe dipper. That's hey, right. Man. Hey, man. Sometimes you got some people got to check the water though. You got to at least see what's going on in there before you take that risk. I got asthma if it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I got asthma. You get the pump, man. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, man. But I mean, we've been on here for a little bit, and uh, I kind of love wrapping it up with cap or no cap, man. So we oh, got a little, ep- little episode, little episode of cap or no cap. Okay, a little episode of cap or no cap. So with this, Woody, what we do, cap, you know, you know, cap means you, you lying, right? And then no cap, obviously, you're telling the truth. So I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all a little scenario of uh, cap or no cap, and we're gonna go like this. So <sighs> here we go, cap or no cap. Right, Jay Jones. Oh, shut up. Why always gotta be me? Jay Jones was the best tight end coach you ever had, Woody. Cap or no cap? No cap. No cap. Easy. 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 Yeah. That means uh, that means that's no lie, right? Yeah. <laughs> no cap. Yeah. No lie. No lie. Uh, yeah. He he was the most involved by far. Uh, before him, I had uh, Mojo. Remember Mojo? <laughs> yep. He, he was a lot. Got pushed over there, you know. <laughs> I had Ivan. Ivan was a good man, but but Jay Jones took the time out. Especially I saw with a lot of the young guys when I wasn't teaching them, he was always stepping in. He was always the first one to say, "Woody, how you feeling? How you doing? You know, this that. You know, you got this. Did you get the play sheet? You know, uh, you know. Here's your, you know. And even when I was in the hotel, he always took care of me. You know, he you need water, you need this, you need that. He 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 was a servant to me, and uh, that, that that's usually what a coach entails, or the good ones do. Um, he he was he was by far the best tight end coach that I ever had. Now JJ used to be there, and I, or you know uh, Dale, whatever you want to call him, and I <laughs> I put him up that everybody uh, before him, you know HD and and Colton Carter and all of them. I'd say I I guarantee you they'd say the same. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's definitely no cap. He was he was hype, man. Jay Jones was ready for that opportunity. He 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 took that head on. He tried to learn. I remember when he learned it all, and he was stressing about it. And I was like, "Bro, you doing great, man!" And he was always trying to figure out ways to help y'all out more and build those relationships. So that's that's definitely no cap. Yeah, that's I never forget when I scored against like Southwest or something. He was the first one over there, <laughs> ready to jump Wait. up there, ready to jump Just up like- there. Yep. <laughs> Great day. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. Jay Jones, cap or no cap? You got to answer it, bro. We're going to put you in that awkward situation to tell me if you the best coach that Woody ever had. He said it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm big, man. I'm so, I'm so, why would I do that, Woody? Why would you do that? I just no cap. Just because he said it. No cap on that one. Hey, man. No cap, <laughs> man. No cap. He know what it is. Everybody know. Everybody know. But, um, Man, Woody, it's been love, brother. Thank you so much. In your, in your humble abode back there, it looks great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I almost want a tour, but I don't want to do that. You know, say on the podcast, I don't want nobody to try to come up in your crib and try to get at this. So, man, thank thank you so much for joining us, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Shout out to the Mason Puncher. Oh yeah! Shout out to the Mason Punches. Look, shout out to little bro. Shout, wait, hold up, time out. Little bro is nice. Little, little bro, big bro now. Big you know, or bro. So, he, so he thinks, you know, I, I still got that old man strength. So if he ever tried something, I just. <laughs> Get him right. Get him right. But, but yeah, man. Now. He's the best athlete we, we've had uh, out of the Watson group. I'll say that. You know, I, I'm the winningest. You know, I'll say that. I'm like the Tom Brady of it. But Tom Brady. Uh, he's a crazy athlete, man. I'm excited. He's got track right now. He's 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 hauling the. Uh, He's hauling butt right now, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what he does. Uh, hopefully, he's gonna be a cowboy. Hopefully, we'll wear that uh, purple and gold. Oh, that's already done. He don't got no choice. Hey, he ain't got no choice. That's already <laughs> he done. He really doesn't. <laughs> he got no choice. He got no uh, choice. Those D one eyes, you know, and all that stuff. But uh, but I, I bet he ends up going to, going with the good guys. Man, if if he gonna walk on at one of them schools, man, and he don't know if he's gonna play or not, man, he tell that man go over there to Hard Simmons, become a Hall of Fame, everything, whatever he wanna be. He about to go over there and tear it up. So I'm gonna be watching. I'll call you and I want you to talk to him. Yeah, that man, tell him hit me up, man. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. <laughs>
But all right, Woody, man, I appreciate you, brother. Jay Jones, man. As always, appreciate as always, it. As always. Being a light. Hey, being a light. Drinking water. Hey, water is life, water is energy. Hey, be blessed, no brothers. What'd you say? No cap, drink water. No cap. No cap, drink go. water. No cap. No yeah, no lie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we out. <laughs>